Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Together we are Family, Family Plot. Well, that was nice. It worked out very well. I liked it. If you can keep from unplugging your equipment there, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, if I can. So, what can I say? Um, first things first, I need to apologize. Our Patreon got unlaunched over the past week. I had to go and do some stuff. So, if you were trying to donate through Patreon, you can try again. I fixed it. Yay, me. Yay, you. Also, um... Speaking of Patreon, uh, if you also would like to donate just a one-time donation, you can do that through Buy Me A Coffee. If you cannot afford to donate, do not worry. We do not insist on that. In fact, what we say, and what helps us most, honestly, is if you enjoy the show, share it on social media to your friends. Otherwise, if you don't, keep keep it it to yourself. yourself. You guys are so awesome. I yeah. love you so much. Yeah, we know. Group hug. We know. Group hug. Uh, no need no need to get all this. So tonight, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, we dig into the Odd Fellows, a secret society similar to the Freemasons or the Elks Lodge. Uh, then we dig into the history of the Odd Fellows home in Liberty, Missouri, now known as the Belvoir Winery and Inn. We even interview a couple of people who had experiences there, uh, our children, Blue Endemics. So join us as we look into the haunting history of the Belvoir Winery and Inn. Yay! Yay! And that was kind of Kermity, wasn't it? A little. Yeah. I always get so excited about doing these local things, though. They, you know, I, I enjoy, I do enjoy that. But before we get too into that, I want to say we have, we, we have Krista's Weird Facts and Catching Up with Krista. Yay! Hello, people. Welcome back to the Fat Corner, along with some new decorations. Actual new decorations. We're um, working on it. It's, well, it's yeah. progressing nicely, I believe. Wait, did you say the Fat Corner? Fat Good facts. Fat. 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 Okay. F A C T. Okay, just making sure. Okay. <clears throat> so, making her own sound effects now? No. Maybe. Um, 
start with the facts, and then after the facts, I will let you guys know how I'm doing recently. Yay, Krista. <clears throat> fact number one. Oh, what? I didn't facts? even, <laughs> wow, I didn't even tell you, you guys. Jumping right into it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even tell you guys what it was. It was going to be a mystery. Um, today we're doing facts about iguanas. It doesn't match at all, but it's it's fun <laughs> and it's not kind of new. So, what well, my ideas didn't match at all either. So, you know, that's fine. You know what? Krista is weird. Krista gets to do weird stuff, seeing as this is a episode about whatever it is. Odd fellows. Yeah, odd fellows. We're odd fellows. not just talking about us. Right. We're odd fellows. Why not do some odd stuff? Sure. Why not? <clears throat> One. It's all in the tail. Iguanas during time of attack use their tails to punch the enemy. Also, they can detach part of their tail in danger and ensure a fast escape. Mm. Yeah. They can run away like a Minecraft Minecraft character from those creepers when they explode. Yeah, they they got pretty whippy old tails. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Fact number 2. Iguanas have a third eye. What? On the top of their heads, these lizards have a third eye, which is a retina-like structure that connects to their pineal, pineal gland, I think? Pineal, yes. Pineal, yeah. Pineal gland in the brain. Even though it does not produce images, it's an important element to them, which probably helps them see enemies, or not enemies, uh, b -b -b predators. Maybe. Yeah. 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 There was a movie based on, very loosely off of a Stephen or of H.P. Lovecraft story about uh, people in their pineal glands and stuff. It was kind of weird. It was an '80s movie, so that's kind of funky. Well, yeah. '80s movies in general were pretty weird. But it had Jeffrey Combs in it. He was eating brains at one point. Fun. Okay. Next um, <laughs> Yeah, fact number three. <clears throat> Survive Great Falls. Iguanas who can be... Who can be very stable and safe in the trees occasionally fall. But what is interesting is that they can survive, survive Great Falls even from the height of 40 to 50 feet. And that, too, without any injuries. Brave hearts. Well, um, you know, I guess that... Humpty Dumpty should have been part iguana and he might have been alright. <laughs> Maybe he should have been an iguana egg. Right? Mm -mm. Iguanas lay eggs? They do. Mm -hmm. So he should have been an iguana egg. Possibly, but it's that doesn't change it at all. Because iguana eggs are very um are still very undeveloped. Leathery. But it would... If it fell, it would crack open and the baby inside of it would die. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, why do you gotta be depressing, Krista? I'm saying fact! This is the fact corner right now. We'll go to the decorations corner later. Oh, fine. Oh, poo. <laughs> oh, poo. Yeah, Dad, I know. <clears throat> speaking of baby iguanas. Oh, I thought she was going to say speaking of poo. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, no. Speaking of. I need to figure out where this topic was going. <laughs> speaking of iguana poo. Speaking of baby iguanas, Dad, Mom. Yes. <clears throat> they make a lot when of poo. Shush. No, rabbits do that. We have one. But, but oh, babies make a lot of poo too. You don't remember, yes, but okay, I okay, it's okay. true. But do iguanas have a compartment? No, stop that! Great. Stop. Who has stop, an stop, iguana? Stop, who, stop, has, stop. who has a poo compartment? Apparently rabbit. Stop! Stop! We've said no to this conversation on the podcast. No, 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 no. You're the one who started talking yeah, about poo. I did it. I did it. 
gonna start talking about boom. Don't push and put this on me. I was talking about babies. I was talking about baby iguanas. Poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, princess. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's number four. Baby iguanas have a rough beginning. When a mother iguana gives birth, it lays eggs, covers it up, and moves away. Babies hatch and dig their way up and are on their own to survive. Wow. Talk about crappy parenting. I feel much better about myself after hearing that. <laughs> well, you know, it was like the, uh, uh, there's a, a book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they talk about the Damagran Eagle that basically builds a nest that is essentially paper mache, uh, you know, which, which prevents most of the young from hatching. Uh, the Damagran Eagle has heard the notion of survival of the species, but really wants no truck with it. <laughs> Trigger warning on this episode. Warning, Chris is screaming. <laughs> and dad laughing. <laughs> number four? F number five. Number five. Number five. Number five. And number number five, five is alive. Yes. Actually, yes. Um, that's a good movie. Though. That's number five. Iguanas generally live around water and swim away escaping from predators. Green iguanas, in particular, are excellent swimmers. Yay. We should get one and put it on the swimming team. No. No. We shouldn't. We already have enough pets in this house. We don't That's need an iguana. Exactly correct. Well, I was talking about the U.S., you know. No. The Olympic swimming team. No. We lost our... There they are. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So, that is it for my facts today. Okay. Yay! Yay! Facts. Okay, facts are done. But now it's time to... Now it's time to talk about the fact that Critical Role just signed another deal with Amazon and they're going to make The Mighty Nine as a cartoon and I'm so excited. That too. But okay, go ahead I was talking them. about myself. I, I know. Okay. So how has it been? I have been all right. Um... Well, all right is an overstatement. I have actually been down in the dumps, and that's kind of sad. Oh, boo-hoo. But I uh, finally got some cleaning done, and then I trashed it again, so that's a little sad. But I'll fix that later. Um, I have been drawing with a new drawing tablet. Yay. I bought it with my own money. So I'm Yay. doing a good job. Yay, Krista. And I am going to try to work on a dino mask that I have here soon. So, that's fun. Yeah. Yes. And I've been walking back and forth to the gas station, so I'm losing a little bit of weight, even more healthy. Yay. Yeah. And, uh, let's see here. I'm starting school tomorrow. Yay! Yay, Krista! Kind of scared of that, though. Nothing to be scared of. You're awesome. <laughs> I know I'm awesome. Jeez, Mom, you don't have to tell me that. But... <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mom. That's okay. That's all right. Um, but I just... Anxiety. And I worry about stuff like that. But right now, that's not that okay. big a deal. Um... Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else. I've been drawing. I've been playing Genshin Impact. 
which I keep trying to get you to do facts for. Yeah, it's not working very well, is it? I don't think there are Genshin Impact facts. Yes, there are. There are plenty Genshin Impact facts. Um, However, I just haven't been doing them recently because I have been trying to find facts that match with the podcast episodes, and it doesn't always work like that. I see. So... Actually, in general, it never works like that. But we'll, you know, we'll keep trying. Why are you yawning? I'm stretching. (laughs) Yes, I win. I win. That's not fair. (laughs) That's not fair. Why isn't it fair? It's not fair. You didn't let me stop you. Who said life was fair? Myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I tricked you fair and square, so... No, that was not fair. You got that was your second... To... No, that was your second time you stopped! Stop! <laughs> 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 Trigger warning. Chris is screaming and Dad laughing. That's it. That's final. <laughs> and, and nose booping. Lots of nose booping. And no more nose booping for you! No more news boop. Okay. News boop. Wait. Why are we booping the news? What's the news boop? (laughs) The dad said news boop. Oh, okay. No more nose booping. Why did you say news booping? Because it was funny. On accident? It was funny still. Okay. Okay. So, is that that it for my Krista... That's yeah. all she says, that's all she's got to says, and she ain't sayin' no more. I'm playing Ovi Pets. What's Ovi Pets? I don't want to let her know. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. It's a fun game! It's like an online con- Tamagotchi. Yeah! Oh, so it's like Neopets, but worse? It's ish. Yeah, okay. I'm offended. I'm offended by your antics right now. Don't, don't, no, no. I'm anticking right now? Yes. You're not antikin. Maybe antiking. Antiking. Wait, I'm antiquing? No, not antiquing. I'm antiquing. Okay. So, uh, where are we? Oh, yes. Yes. The Odd Fellows. And that's not a nickname for the three of us, I promise. That is true. It's a fraternal order. Order der? Boy. It's a fraternal order. Uh, a brotherhood, Orders? if you will. Yes, I'll take some. Uh, of men who gathered in secret, mostly to drink. But their goals, even in the 1700s, included visiting the sick, relieving the distressed, burying the dead, and educating orphans. So essentially, their mission was to make life better for the poor and disenfranchised. Now, the original English Oddfellows... So, in other words, the Oddfellows were actually, by today's standards, fairly decent fellows. Fairly decent, yeah. Nice! Again, the strange win! Woohoo! <laughs> now, the original English Oddfellows wanted to create a friendlier society, a goal I highly approve of. Now, the reason they call themselves Oddfellows is lost to history, but there are a couple of, there are several possible reasons, but the two that people seem to think are most likely are as follows. Uh, One, uh, the idea of common men, laborers basically, banding together to promote the common good was so strange in the 1700s when they were originally founded, people referred to them as odd. So when they formed an official fellowship, they accepted the nomenclature and called themselves the Odd Fellows. A second possible reason is that the men who formed the Odd Fellows performed odd jobs, uh, jobs that guilds didn't exist for. Uh, So these men banded together in the back of pubs paying dues of like a penny a week uh, just so that if one of them, you know, couldn't work anymore, would take care of the family, the orphans, whatever. And so uh, when they incorporated in as an official group, they were a guild for the guildless. They were a bunch of odd fellows, people Mm. who didn't fit in any job class. So they weren't masons or they weren't, you know, carpenters or draftsmen. They were odd fellows. So those are the two most likely reasons for the name. Hmm. 
So let's get into their history just a little bit. Now, we're not going to be concerned with the original English uh, version um, just because they really, they're almost not the same organization. Almost. Okay. Let's start here in USA. Yay, USA. All right. Now, famous members uh, uh, include Rutherford Hayes, who was the 19th president of the United States, Wyatt Earp, an iconic Western lawman, uh, Winston Churchill, former two-time prime minister of England, Oliver Peck, master tattoo artist and judge on the TV show Ink Masters, hmm. King George IV of England and King Olav V of Norway were both odd fellows. Charlie Chaplin, matinee idol, was an odd fellow. Uh, Red Buttons, famous comedian, was an odd fellow. Nice. And by God, Harry S. Truman, badass president of the United States and legend from Independence, Missouri, was also an odd fellow. That I believe. Wait, uh, ink, did you say Ink Masters? Ink Masters, yes, the TV yes. show. Oh, my God. I watched that for a little bit. Yeah, a show about tattoo artists. Actually, there's a couple of the tattoo guys on that show uh, were also odd fellows. But uh, yeah, I just I didn't list all of them. Quite a few famous people have been odd fellows. So now again, the stranger the better. Yeah, well, you got me at Harry S. Truman. I really should be part of this group. I think honestly. Well, you are fairly odd. Well, you'll see my, my reasoning as we, we continue on. Now, you're both fairly odd parents. The first lodge established in, in on this continent was the Shakespeare Number no. 1 Lodge, located in New York City, and founded in 1806. There were initially five members of that lodge, uh, three of whom were boat makers, one of whom was a vocalist, and the last was a comedian. Mm -hmm. I really need to join this lodge. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, now, this lodge disbanded in 1813 due to poor attendance brought on by the controversy of the War of 1812. It was reopened later as the Red Cow Tavern by a man who had the former lodge's records. So, and a red cow, obviously. Well, I don't know, or he just named it after a red cow. I don't know. It was the Red Cow Tavern. Don't know. Don't know why he named it that. Maybe there he, there was a red cow in front of. The, I don't know. <laughs> It's New York in 1813, so we don't... We don't question it. Oh, I think I did just question it, but okay, go ahead. Uh, we ignore the questioning then. Um. So, Thomas Wildly, which is a perfect name for someone in an organization called the Oddfellows, by the way. Sure. Thomas Wildy was born in England in the late 1700s and quickly orphaned. He was orphaned by the age of five. Oh, poor Thomas. He eventually became a maker of coach springs, a job that doesn't even exist today. Well, yeah, I mean, you could make coach springs, but it seems a little ridiculous. And while still in England, he joined the Oddfellows. Okay. Now, coming to uh, America, the, the States, uh, he missed the companionship of the Oddfellows uh, that had offered him and created the first canonical U.S. Lodge in Baltimore on April 26, 1819. Mm. Now, it was called Washington Number no. 1, but it was located in, ba in Baltimore. Don't ask me why it was called Washington Number no. 1. The president? He wasn't a member, but okay, maybe. Since that time, uh, the Oddfellows has continued to grow and provide philanthropic relief uh, to the distressed, the sick, the orphans, and buried the dead. And to this day, there are Oddfellows 
orphanages, hospitals, homes for the aged, and cemeteries. Mm. In 1971, they removed the whites only clause in their in their bylaws uh, allowing black members to join. Oh my goodness. Okay. And in 2001, they voted to allow women to join the lodge as full members. I see. So, they're a lot more inclusive than some of these places. Well, that is a that is a check in their favor for sure. So, the odd fellows still exist to this day for fellowship and beneficial munificence, which is another way of saying helping people. Yeah. I like it. It's a much it's a much fancier way of saying helping people. I think I think Fancy Nancy would approve. I'm not sure who Fancy Nancy is, but... Yes, you know who Fancy Nancy is. Uh, we have a friend named Nancy who's not super fancy, but very nice. But you still know that she... You still know who Fancy Nancy is. Trust me, you do. Uh, He's like, no, he knows he do. He just didn't want to admit it. You have daughters. You know who Fancy Nancy is. Yeah. Okay, fine. I kind of know who Fancy Nancy is. Oh, Dad knows who Fancy Nancy is. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Now that we know who the Odd Fellows are, and who Fancy Nancy is, <laughs> you're just trying to step off of that topic, but you're just ignoring me. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Now that we know who the Odd Fellows are, let's take it from the national level to the local level and talk about the Odd Fellows complex. Uh, Missouri, Missouri. Mm, Let's try that again. Missouri established its first lodge in 1835 and over the next 50 years rose to prominence, eventually designing a home and a complex situated in Liberty, Missouri, which won the spot on the fourth ballot. They, they were going to build a big complex to help people somewhere in Missouri and Liberty won. Wow. So... Now, initially, yeah, yeah, initially they built a home on the site in the late 1890s, mm-hmm. but in an attempt to unthaw frozen pipes, they unintentionally burned the building down. Oops. Burned it to the ground. Well, that's just, that's what you get when you let odd fellows play with fire, I guess. Now, seeking a new design for a fireproof building. Good luck with that one. They turned to Andrew Nell and William Itner of St. Louis to design the new buildings. Now, Itner is a famous Missouri architect whose architecture can be seen across the state, but most examples are still found in St. Louis where he designed a bunch of schools. Ah. Itner designed the new Oddfellows home in a revised Jacobethan style, a style emulated on all the later buildings added over the years. Mm In 1904, Local architects created the Odd Fellows School, which was eventually torn down in the 1950s to be replaced by a newer hospital. The building would be referred to, uh, and then, let's see, that was 1950, okay, newer hospital, sorry. Originally, uh, they built a building they referred to as an old folks home. Well, the original name for it was the Old Folks Pavilion, Mm. um, which would not fly today. It would be the Center for the Aged or something. And that was 1908. Mm. Um, Now, the old hospital was completed in 1923. And like the home, the school, and the other pavilion was also done in that uh, revised Jacobethan style. These structures sat in the center of what eventually became uh, almost 250 acres of farmland. The resulting crops were used to feed the residents, many of whom worked on the farm if they could. Uh, By 1951, a change in times meant that there were no more students on the property and the remaining residents were, for the most part, hospital patients that required full-time care. Right. So by the 1980s, the structures became almost completely abandoned. Um, 
though many attempted to explore the property uh, due to rumors of ghosts and, dear God, portals to hell. Uh, I, I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to who snuck onto the property and, oh, they saw demons or they saw Satan step out of a... Well, having grown up in independence, that's really not <laughs> it, It's so bad that a lot of people refer to it as the Odd Fellows Asylum, and there was never an asylum there. Right. In fact, I don't know that the, the Odd Fellows ever opened a home for, you know, people who needed mental care. It's not really in their wheelhouse. Right. You know, um... I suppose taking it would be part of taking care of the sick, but so yeah. If you ever hear about the Odd Fellows Asylum in Missouri, you can tell people that there was no Odd Fellows Asylum in Liberty, Missouri. Well, there you go. We've learned something historical. I feel like we're learning a lot. A that's lot, his, yeah. Absolutely. That's historical. I just feel like. <laughs> There are places where bad things have happened and well, where you're not just whistling Dixie and where, you know, a portal to hell might make some kind of sense. Sure. But this isn't that place. This was a place that was uh, used to, to help people. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of became disenfranchised by time more than anything else. And there just wasn't a way to keep it going. That's why it became abandoned. But the people who owned it were still looking out for it. They still were prosecuting trespassers as often as they could. And they wouldn't talk to anybody about the hauntings that happened. Well, that's kind of nice, I think. Right. So in the last few years, the Oddfellows home was purchased by new owners. Mm-hmm. who used the farmland to grow local varieties of grapes mm-hmm. and produce handmade wines. Yep, handmade. Well, I we assume... We like our liquor. Well, hand could be foot-made. I, I don't know. There, Ew. There's an old method of making wine that basically... To stomp grapes. Yeah, people stomped on grapes. It's true. Crystalline, I'm aware. So you got wine with foot funk, apparently, and that was okay. Well, because the alcohol content would supposedly sterilize, I guess. No, if anything, it would get yeast. I just don't want some French person, you know, stomping barefoot on grapes and and then handing me what the result is. No, thank you. That's why we don't drink wine. Now, every effort was made to restore the buildings uh, or change them as needed, you know, adding a bar for wine tastings. Uh, Also, uh, you know, separating some of the rooms to create an inn because there are nine rooms there. So it's somewhere between a bed and breakfast and a small hotel is really what we're talking about here. Sure. Now, the place uh, hosts regular ghost hunts, uh, only avoiding them in the colder Missouri weather. So, from about November to March, you they don't do ghost hunts. I see. But, um, the place hosts historical tours, and there is also a cemetery on site where over 600 former residents are interred. Mm-hmm. And there is also a memorial near the cemetery to Liberty Oddfellow members who were killed in World War II. Aww. Now, that is the Belvoir Winery. And I have to say, when I called to interview the, the one, one of the owners, mm-hmm. uh, he was very nice, very informative. Uh, and, and we will talk about some of the, the apparitions. Cool. What, Krista? I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out what the months are. I, all I can think of right now is February... April. I don't. 
Oh. January, February, March. Oh. That's what I was forgetting. January, February, March, April, May. Okay. Because I knew that May was the fifth month, but I forgot. I forgot what the months were before that. But it's currently January, right? No, wait. Yes. 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 So it's heading towards the end of January, but it is January. Next month is February. Yes. Correct. Thank you for class or not classifying. Clarifying. Clarifying. Yes, that. I'm my brain is in the wrong place right now. I don't know what I'm doing. People, including the staff, find a lot of paranormal events here. The gentleman I spoke with has heard voices uh call to him when no one was around, and cool. he's sure of that. Uh he, the, he has seen strange lights without any explanation. Uh, he's heard children giggling, uh, seen full-bodied apparitions of both a child and a full-grown woman. Uh, he, he sees a full-grown woman in the library on a quite regular basis. Um, she just wants to read some books, man. It wasn't a library when she would have been alive, so... I don't know. Well, now she wants to read some books. Uh, some of the ghost hunting groups have encountered shadow people in what used to be the home for the aged, including a hat man. Hat man. No, 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 hat man. No. Hat man. <laughs> Sorry. Hat man is a kind of shadow person. Uh, it, it's one of the most common kinds, in fact. So... Now, we do have interviews with two people who were there and had experiences. So, uh, let's go to the first interview, and you might recognize uh, this person. This is Dean of the Family Plot Podcast, here with my son, Blue Bose. Introduce yourself, Blue. Hello, I'm Blue. Blue's name, not just, you know, how he's feeling. In fact, I think he's kind of upbeat today anyway. So, how did you come to be at the Belvoir Winery? Okay, so me, our brother, my brother Demix, and um, our friend Karma went with her mom to the Belvoir Winery. And you'll probably explain this when you do your episode about it but there's like buildings around it that are abandoned that you're not really supposed to go into but no one watches them so you can anyway and well yeah it's a big complex several buildings so we're exploring back there and stuff happened did you find the cemetery we were going to go to the cemetery but it's kind of a long walk so we didn't end up going down there, no. Okay. So where were you when you had your experience? There were two places. Um, I don't remember where exactly one of the buildings is, but we were in it, and we all three heard steps like steps behind us, and we looked, nothing there, and we booked it out of the building. The second time, um, pretty much like when you first enter like into the section where there's a bunch of abandoned buildings, there's a place where there's like a building on your left side, your right side, and towards the front. And we heard footsteps on the bottom floor of the left side, and then immediately after on the top floor of the right side. Okay. Now, let's talk buildings. Um, I assume that the building that the winery itself is in is what used to be um, the what they called the uh, old age home or the old age pavilion. Yes. So that means the other two buildings are the hospital, which they had. And then the other one, uh, they had to tear the school down to build the hospital. So the other one would have been, um, I'm not, uh, boy, I'd have to look at my notes. Hang on. And I don't even have them up. Uh, because, yeah, I know they didn't have the school there anymore. Um, and There's more than two buildings. There are quite a few, but those are just the two that we've experienced something in. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess they have a barn for, you know, produce and stuff like that. And um, 
But anyway, neither here nor there. So you didn't have any experiences in the cemetery. Um, but was so were you in the hot would was any of these experiences in the hospital then? Yeah, that was I think that was the one where we heard the footsteps coming from the bottom floor on the left and then the top floor on the right. And I was told that that is very is fairly active. Oh, the other one that would have been the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you must have been in the orphanage, which would have looked kind of like a big house or big office building, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you were in the orphanage, and then you heard the, the, and that's where you just heard the footsteps behind you. Yes. And you are you sure there was no one following you or no one around you or we no one? We were sure. We were like the only ones there for quite a while until another group of people showed up. But for that part of it. It was just us. Okay. And so um, how, how would you say that affected your belief in all things paranormal? I have always been a strong believer that paranormal does exist. So I didn't really change my views much. It just, like, I don't know. It was a sign that we should probably get out of the building. Fair enough. So did you feel like it was a negative entity or was it just that it was uh, an entity you hadn't ever dealt with before and you didn't want to find out if it was good or bad? The first one didn't seem bad. Like, I am a very good vibe checker. Like, um, whenever I have encountered spirits or paranormal, I can always, like, kind of feel the energy it seemed more playful than anything like a child would well that makes sense if it was in the orphanage before you were in the orphanage for one of them yeah but in the hospital it was bad like we heard it and like everything just felt awful okay and and that that makes sense too because a lot of times when people pass they get very especially if they're very sick or very old they can get kind of hateful um so yeah that that certainly makes sense with what i know about the place and with the research i've done um anything else you want to add um this is not my story it is the story of my friend karma who we went with Karma has went to the Belvoir Winery a lot more times than we have, and on one of the uh, days she went there, she went to the nursery, which is in the main uh, building of the Belvoir Winery. Right. And she saw a vision of, I think she said a woman holding a baby or something, mm-hmm. but like she couldn't go into that room for a very long time after that. Yeah, well, there there is definitely a woman seen on the grounds of the winery building. Uh, in fact, the staff sees her all the time. So uh, I'm going to guess it's probably the 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 woman. Very cool. Well, uh, anything else you want to add? Um, no, that's it. All righty. Well, thank you for for sitting down and and spending some time with your father on the show. Um, well, you have a good day. Thank you. Now, that was Blue's experience. And I want to take a moment to point out that uh, one of the first things he does is admit that he was trespassing in places he shouldn't have been trespassing because he is one of our kids' children. And, 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 you know. Yeah, and I'd like to, like, add a little bit on to what he said about um, how he's a good vibe checker. And, you know, before... We we could literally tell that before anybody else told us, but in the old basement that we lived in. Right. He found out that there was a ghost in that storage area. And there was. And th- this was when Jim was still alive. And we found out from Robin. Hmm. Very cool. So, so, and Blue knew it. Blue knew it. Okay. So did Dennis. They both did. I was like, that sort of doesn't feel right. And they were just like, it doesn't because it's a ghost. You know what I think? What? I think we should take a break for a word from our sponsors. Ooh, that's a good idea. I, I should have put that in the episode. I didn't. Yeah, let's take a moment for a word from our sponsors before we go to our next interview. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guess what? Guess what? What? I feel sponsored. As long as one of us does. <laughs> you don't? Wait, what? <laughs> as long as one of us does. I feel sponsored. She feels sponsored. That means the only person here who doesn't feel sponsored is you. Well, to be fair, I feel sponsored by Domino's, even though we're not. But that was good. That, that was, good. was quite tasty. Maybe not sponsored, but definitely fueled. Thanks, Domino's. Thanks, Domino's. Okay, so now we're going to do a much shorter interview with Demix because Demix. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of a kid of few words. Young, grown up a few words. He is. This is Dean with the Family Plot Podcast here interviewing my son, Demix Williams. Demix, introduce yourself. Hello. Okay. It didn't take a... Not real vocal, my son, Demix. All right, Demix. Um, so you were at the Belvoir Winery. What, why were you there? We went to go spend the night with a friend. Her mom said, have you guys ever been here? We said no, so she took us. Cool. And what kind of experiences did you have? Um, I have really bad memory, but one that I remember really clearly was we went into this area that was kind of like in a U shape. And you said it was the hospital. Well, Blue told me it was the hospital. Right. But you said we walked in there and everything was fine. We were talking and then. We all three, me, Blue, and Karma, go dead silent because we hear footsteps running across down the bottom to the left of us, I think it was. Yeah, it was like towards the left. And then not even a second later, we heard footsteps running on the top floor on the right of us. Okay. And would you say that you guys were absolutely sure you're alone in the building? Yep. It was just the three of us. Cool. Okay. And how did that make you feel? Well, considering how old the building, it's like all the buildings themselves are, and like the knowing the history behind a lot of them, it's like, it's obvious they're going to be haunted. There's no way there's not. Now, Blue said that you guys didn't, chose not to go down to the cemetery. Yeah, we just didn't think it would be a good idea, especially considering all of us are kind of like with spirits and stuff. Gotcha. And is that your only experience with the supernatural? No, I've had multiple. What is probably the best or worst experience? Don't care which one you get me. I'm trying to remember one specific one. This is what I get for sharing my brownies with you. <laughs> really bad memory, okay? We we want. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any. I'll probably be able to think of some later when I'm not put on the spot. But... Cool. Um, would you go back? That's an important. Oh hell yeah, I'd go back. No questions asked. Uh, if, if we did, like, a family ghost hunt, would you be down for it? You know it, baby! <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Oh, thank you very much, Demix. Wow, that was a that was a really big reaction from him. Maybe we should think about that. <laughs> Maybe we should go there. Uh... <laughs> Well, let's uh, make sure somebody's watching Lexi. Yeah, we're not taking the five-year-old on a ghost hunt, for sure. Oh, but why not? No! You're going to traumatize that child by doing that. But yeah, as soon as you said that, he was just like, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, the So, So, 
Han, you, you were kind of giggling there when I asked him about other paranormal experiences. Do you know something that I don't? Nope. I just thought that his response was cute. Was funny. Fair. Oh, yeah, because, well, one of the things that I have said on this podcast before and I have probably continuously said is one of the more, like... Back in the old house, not in the basement, but in the um, house that we had moved out of before the basement. Mm -hmm. Right. There was, we know that there was a ghost named Toast, and Demix was the first one to experience Toast literally throwing bread off of the fridge. Toast threw bread. At toast threw bread, and Toast also threw stuff at Mom, so... Yeah, yeah. Toast did throw one or two things at Mom, too, yeah. Well, to be fair, I wanted to throw things at Demix myself a time or two, well, but... Sure. You know, that's just because he's capable of uh, angering a saint, really. Yeah, yeah, he really, he could. But, uh, I do find it interesting that... that both of our kids, even though it was the same, you know, trip, had the an experience that they described similarly. So mm-hmm. that, to me, gives it a lot more oomph than ability. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot more believable. So, and apparently they aren't the only one. If you go online, there are all kinds of things. And it does make a certain amount of sense. You're dealing with an orphanage. You're dealing with an old, uh, a place where, where people that were, you know, disabled and, and yeah. unable to work and unable to care for themselves, you know. So them dying was just a matter of time. There are 600 bodies buried there, which means that for the most part, they died there. So that's going to leave a residue. And I don't think that encountering, you know, apparitions or, 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 and especially kids who are so playful. I mean, a lot that, that was one of the things that the guy that I spoke with uh, that I interviewed uh, about the place said was that it was, um, the, the ghosts, the, the, the child ghosts, you can always tell them because they're playful. You can almost feel the energy that, that, that sense of play with me, notice me. No. So, I find that pretty interesting. And I've got to say, I'm kind of happy that we did this subject because we haven't had witnesses to paranormal events that we've gotten to interview really before other than the gal from the Joplin uh, prison. Right. And then I didn't record her. I just related her experience. So Right. So, okay, well, and so it's a big topic, Mm -hmm. like I said, but uh, final thoughts? Well, my, my final thoughts really don't have to do anything. Like, it is said and done, literally. We have people who have experienced stuff there. Who's going to say you're wrong when you've had an experience? Well, I mean, a lot of people might, but that's not going to change how you feel about it. It's not going to change how you feel about it or how it actually happened. So, it's... I really don't have much to say about it. I've experienced supernatural things before, sure. But, like... I haven't necessarily experienced anything like that. And in the future, it may be something to just take a look at and try to, well, not get in contact with spirits, but at least see She's a little She's jealous. Bit. She wants to see the ghosts I, like her big brother I do, did. actually. I want to see, see the ghosts. Well, I'm, they didn't see it. They just heard it. Yeah, but it's, it gets you a little shiver up the spine and makes you... So, Halloween, we should take you to the haunted houses here in town? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. As long as I'm not going alone, I'm good. 
All right. scared like a little wuss, but... And hun, you... You know, we've established that I believe in hauntings. I mean, it's not every day that, it, especially Demix, comes out and says, hey, I actually experienced this and is willing to talk about it. And so, to me, I'm, I don't put it past that they saw something and experienced something. So, Especially since they literally said it so... Like, so in sync with each other. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, they said, both said very similar things. Right. They corroborated one another's stories, which is important. And they were interviewed separately. Yes. Like, they, they weren't... They weren't in the same room. When I interviewed them, so... And this is, this is a story that we've known about for a long time. This did not just come up because we were doing this story... They had told this experience that they had was quite some time ago. It's been over a year, more like probably two, two and a half years at this point. So, yeah, the fact that it still has stuck with them that visibly definitely lends to that as well, I think. Right, right. And... I just, you know, I just think that it's an interesting situation mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got this this collection of buildings that mm-hmm. were there for a good purpose that just sort of outlived their usefulness and that people who pass there still kind of stay there. Yeah. And I don't think that's too unusual, but I, I you know, so, and I've, I've said before, I, I'm a big one on wanting to believe, and ghosts are fairly easy for me. So I had no doubt it was haunted from the moment I talked to the guy on staff there who was talking about how he's had experiences. Right. And, and one of the things he said was the staff there has so many experiences they don't even notice it anymore like uh, he's like when you see a door open that's not an automatic door it just opens right after you've closed it and there is no one there you kind of either got to make a choice you know i'm going to quit and never come back or i'm going to accept that this happens here and yep and you know he's obviously made that choice. At some point, people are just going to start being extremely nice to the ghost and be like, hey, ghost. Right. And (laughs) so, yeah, definitely, I mean, I have no doubt that the place, you know, has, you know, uh, activity that goes on there. I just... I'm impressed by the history of the the Odd Fellows as I was by this particular location. Uh, I I have I I've known people in you know various secret societies forever that mm-hmm. you know the Freemasons or whatever, and most of them are just an excuse to go drinking, get away from the family for a couple of hours. Right. But this, you know, they, they're like. The idea of taking care of people seems baked into it, and I like that. And I do like the fact that they have changed the rules to allow blacks to join and, and allow, you know, uh, women to join. And I, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, I was, and I was impressed with the history of the group as I was the history of the location. So there, that's, I guess, my take on it. Well, that is. That's a good take to have, babe. You know, I learn things, and I and I like learning things. I like learning things with you. And that's our show. Uh, long story short, the Belvoir Winery is totally worth your nickel, and you should absolutely check it out and taste some of the wines. I'm not a wine guy, and some of the wines on their website I would try. Uh, thanks, uh, and, and mind you, they have paid us nothing. This is not me, you know, no, shilling, shilling for a sponsor or anything like that. Just telling you from what I've seen. It looks totally worth your time. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Uh, thanks to Bill Barrent, uh, who does our theme music. Uh, and that if you need music for a project, Bill's your guy. Reach out to him at Bill Barrent. And that last name is spelled B-E-H-R-E-N-D-T at sbcglobal.net. Uh, also, thanks to Paige Elmore uh, of Reverie True Crime, who, uh, along with our Krista, has designed our logo. And... 
and she sent me a, a matter on message on Twitter that she she she's waiting for me to hush. Um, but who sent us a message on Twitter that that she wants to do some more designing with Krista? Cool. Thank you, Paige. Finally, jeez. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. You were being polite, and I'm being rude. I'm sorry. Uh, Thanks to Aaron Gnurk of the Big Dumb Fun Show, who promotes us locally. Um, Thanks to the Belvoir Winery for the interview and uh, the other members of the family who joined us this week. uh, Blue Endemics. Now, join us. We got to find more reasons for other kids to join us. That was kind of fun. It was. Uh, Also join us next week as we look into the Native American legend of the Wendigo. That one's going to be fun. Bye! Bye!